MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart. And I'm very forgiving, but like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry. The world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everyone. I'm Brian Austin Green. I'm Shauna Burgess. And I'm Randy Spelling. And you are listening to Oldish, an iHeartRadio podcast. Okay. <laughs> Back in. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Oldish. I think I just popped a rib out. <laughs> laughing. <laughs> from from laughing. Definitely an oldish thing. Yeah. Yeah. So for people that are wondering, we have had to do this intro a few times now because we have a barking dog in the background, which is what happens when you are recording at home? This is this is that's just life, you know. Especially yeah. when you have a Daisy like we this do, is who is very opinionated and outspoken. Oh, is she and bossy? Okay, mm-hmm. she, she uh, hold, hold on. Okay, so Randy, yes. I can't, I can't move on and go any further. Yeah. yeah, are you wearing smoky eyes? I, I, I am. Yes. <laughs> so. So right, this I is didn't left even over. think of that with all the jokes you've made about smoky yeah. eyes. Here yeah, are. this is left over from uh from Halloween. We I was a vampire um with smoky eyes. And um it's amazing. Uh removing smoky eyes the, the same night or the next morning <laughs> is way more difficult than you would than you would think. So I give I give a lot more credit now to women in yeah. uh, in removing eye makeup. I that use is... the uh, you know the stay all day on yeah. it. When yeah. we did it. So it's it, uh, it really, it sticks up to its word, you know, it stays all day it so, does, and yes. nice. Yeah. Brian, first of all, you're rocking the smoky eyes. I, I agree. I, I look in the him, mirror right? and I go, you know what? This is, uh, this, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with this. I think, I think we've accomplished a lot. This might be I, I always here. knew that smoky eyes would fit me. I, I've always just been curious what they would actually look like having, having them done. So now I know question answered. Asks oh, yeah. and answered. And Done. a little backstory on the smoky eyes. Since inception of this, when we were doing a photo <laughs> shoot for promos and everything for oldish, mm-hmm. you were joking because we were talking about, you know, what we're wearing and all this. Mm-hmm. Brian said, I want smoky eyes. Yeah. And it's been a running joke for months. Yeah. 
And now you well, just showed has, up without saying so, anything. So, so you guys. thought yeah. it was a joke. See, I was dead serious, <laughs> as yeah. you can tell. And here, as yeah. you can tell by looking at me now. Dead oh, I love it. I love it. Brady, how was your Halloween? Night. Did you do anything? Did you eat candy for Halloween? I did not eat candy. Mm. Did you eat candy? Never. Wait, 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 wait. So you never, you never, I know that's a big thing for you. Any refined sugar, right? It is. I have not eaten a piece of Halloween candy for years. I'm very years and years. Impressed. I gave in at some point at the night. We were at our friend's house. They live on an incredible street, and a lot of the kids from school go there. And you know, they do the trick or treating. And I was sitting there next to a big bowl of candy, and I was like, "That Twix looks really good." Is that what you and go so for? I... What do you go for in a, mm. in all the mixed candy? What is it? Um, you know, I'm not opposed to a Jolly Rancher hmm. and, uh, I also like Twix. I'm not a huge candy lover though. So I'm not like, oh, anything will do. It's just something has to catch my eye. Hmm. Uh, so, but I usually go for a Twix. I love those, you know, biscuit, caramel, chocolates, pretty, you know, like you can't go wrong. Yeah. It's pretty biscuit, good. You see again, yeah, the biscuit. Australian. Yeah, some, yeah. I was just thinking biscuit. the same thing. Yeah. There's yeah. some Australian like biscuits or something that you probably grew <laughs> up with that you've had. No, they're no. literally just called biscuits. They're that's like biscuits. even from yeah. um like tea biscuits, biscuits. You, there's that's just what we call them. A cookie we have, right? Like if you uh -huh. have a chocolate chip cookie, that's a cookie. But then there are biscuits which are entirely different to cookies. They're shortbread. Now, now, what would you say in place of like biscuits and gravy? We would call, we don't even have anything like that. The closest thing we have is scones. We don't make anything mm. that is going to clog mm. your arteries in, in one meal, you know? Well, we do. <laughs> America really does does a good job on, oh, yeah. on food. I don't yeah. know. Define good. But yeah, they do things <laughs> with food. I was reading an article the other day about this, uh, this Instagram phenomenon that some family posted about the switch witch. And how they do the switch witch, which is someone was talking about that yesterday. I don't know what it is. Yeah, Tell me what more. Is it? So the switch witch is this concept where if you don't want kids uh, to eat the candy or eat all the candy that you say, similar to Tooth Fairy or Santa Claus, oh, the switch witch comes and the switch witch switches the candy and gives a healthier version or gives um some sort of toy or experience, or maybe it's a, a dinner or food that they like. So it's a coupon for that place. I could, you could do it any way. Interesting. But that's the, the concept of it. And some family posted this and got millions of views and comments. But the strangest thing is it was segmented. Some people love the idea and said, this is so great. I'm going to do it. Others were furious about this and saying way to give your kids eating disorders and how could you do how, that okay, and wait, why would you wait do wait that? wait why randy explain to me how someone could have the opinion that a switch witch like a you know you had your halloween night of candy but by tomorrow it's going to be the healthier version how does that give anyone an eating disorder what is what is the theory there that i'm missing i think there's an idea of control that if you're controlling food, if you're trying to regulate it, then it can at times develop in uh, younger adults 
teenagers as an eating disorder. Doesn't always, it can. What about though saying, okay, no fast food. We're, we're just going to go to quality grocery stores or quality restaurants. We're going to make sure that what we are putting in our body is better for us. Would that possibly create an eating disorder then later on in life? I don't think that it does personally, but it's all about how it's done. How so it's if there's anxiety around it, if the parents have an idea that something is awful, terrible, and you make something so uh, bad, it can show up as disordered. There's a line there. But look, I'm all about teaching kids how to make better choices and tune into right. their bodies. Yeah. Try the candy, eat the candy. How do you feel after 30 pieces of candy? What do you notice? Right. And getting them to tune in to say, oh, you know what? My, my tummy hurts. I don't feel so good. So we, we have always kind of at home done the thing of we do a switch, which without calling it that we, we have literally, we'll go, the kids will go trick or treating. And then we will tell them, Hey, the candy that you get, you give to us, we'll donate to somebody that doesn't have it. And then we'll go get healthier versions of candy. We'll go to Erewhon or some health food and we'll get things that are better for your system. Are you laughing at my I'm eyes? I'm sorry. I, you were, so, you were so serious and in it right there. And I'm just looking in your eyes and cracking up. I am. Um, oh, geez. I, I'm going to have to just back out of this now. Yeah. Why even bother finishing this episode? Um, we'll get you a makeup wipe, baby. It's all right. I, uh, that's such an interesting subject on the, on the approach to food. So with the kids here, um, we have, we do all sorts of things with, with healthy eating. I am not a believer that saying we're going to switch it out for a healthier option is something that's going to create, but I don't, I don't believe that will create an eating disorder for our kids. Right. It depends on, I think your situation, but what I've started to do because, um, the 11 year old ha has had a, you know, a loves sugar loves sugar loves oh, yeah, dessert yeah. yeah noah has a and, sweet tooth for sure and what i've done is spoken to noah and looked at the ingredients on the back and said baby just so you know none of this is real food all of this was made in a lab red 40 right. yellow this yellow that this is not actual food it's men in lab coats putting things in Bunsen burners and mixing things together so they can make this that is meant to taste good and make you want more of it. It is supposed to make you addicted to it with these ingredients. I am all for you having all the sweets and all the yummy things. And there are some that are created with natural ingredients from the earth that we can use and that we can buy so you can have yummy sweet stuff. But this stuff is going to create attention issues for you. It's going to create addiction issues for you. It's going to create focus issues for you, mood issues for you, and it's not going to feel good. So let's find the better options. And Noah's old enough now that it's, it's a conversation that's received well and understood like, oh my God, that's created in a lab. Yeah. And that suddenly is like oh that's so gross like that just doesn't feel good and it's completely turned Noah off of it so I feel like that was a healthy angle for us um maybe that was age dependent as well we got to a point where it can be understood but um you know and again like things on like on Halloween there's no limit right there's no limit and all the bad bad candy like whatever it's one day eat all the things your tummy might hurt you uh you can make your own choices tonight go get all the candy and eat all the candy mm -hmm. but by tomorrow it's not halloween anymore 
that is a special day that happens for Halloween. And then when it's the other days, we go back to having healthier options for our body and for our health. Yeah. Yeah. Well said there. I, there's so yeah. many ways of doing it, Brian. I like your way, Sharna. I like your way. I, I think this is one of those heated debates where, you know, we talked about this an episode or two ago where, you know, everyone's drinking and then you're the one who shows up and says, you know, I'm trying this thing. I'm not drinking for a month. I'm trying to be a little bit healthier. And they get upset by that. Right. right. Yeah. I totally understand that. I think we can be, you know, we have to be sensitive and no one wants to create issues around food. You know what a big thing is, Sharna? What? Bread. Yeah. Bread. A big thing in what way? I have heard more people get in arguments about bread, not eating bread. So someone shows up to dinner with family and they say, oh, I'm on this new diet. I'm not eating bread. Like, right. what do you mean you're not eating bread? You're not going to have a sandwich. You're not doing this or that. And people get irate about people's choices. Really? Yes, because That's it so shakes the very foundation of so much of the time, how we grew up, what our comfort food is, our association with food. I mean, look, Halloween, you're right about it. These candies are so outdated. Oh. If you have dark chocolate, real actual dark chocolate, and you smell it and you taste it, and then you go and you eat a Kit Kat or a Twix or a Milky Way, it doesn't smell like real food. It has a plasticky strange yes my daughter uh the other day someone offered her a hershey kiss yeah and she ate the hershey kiss and she said i will never eat that yeah, again it tastes disgusting yeah because she I, and she was confused she said i don't understand is that chocolate yeah now look i'm not so down on hershey's but i think when you have more real food with less additives and preservatives and chemicals and other stuff, and you can taste it, it starts to taste very different. So the same thing with bread, people get irate over that through the years of coaching people. I've heard this so many times. So-and-so was mad at me and didn't understand why I was going bread free or why I wasn't eating the pasta. So interesting that other people can feel personally attacked by someone else's diet choices. You yes. know what I mean? It's 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 wild to me. Maybe that's a subject we can get into at some point. But like, yeah, I, food is interesting. The bread conversation, bread over here, it's it's in comparison to what I grew up with. Has uh, the list of ingredients is a whole paragraph. Like it is unreal. The list of ingredients. You, you were saying uh, that it tastes totally different, also, and it it tastes totally different because yeah. it has a, you know a lot of corn products or a lot of oh, sugar in it most of the time, which the bread mm -hmm. that I grew up on didn't. Um, and so now I have, you know, made sure that we're always going to the good bakeries to get the bread that is, you know, milk, wheat, milk, flour and whatever. It's like three ingredients. So it's good for us uh, because the bread conversation, dude, half that bread that's in restaurants. So it looks really fluffy and nice also has one of the chemicals that's found in like yoga mats. Mm -hmm. They're again, lab Subway. additives. I remember yeah, it was phthalates in Subway. Th Ugh. Yeah, lab additives to make it look and taste right, but not because it was cooked and made the right way, because it was, again, made in a lab with ingredients to make it look and feel and taste like bread, but it's not really what bread should be. 
It's pretty. It's pretty crazy. I know you could get into this conversation a lot. For we do, however, have other things. I love a good milk dud every once in a while, uh, but it's just in being a part of this conversation. It's I'm starting to feel really guilty about eating. (laughs) Like I don't want. Yeah, I might might have to change my ways. You know, like you you know, because Randy's already judging me for smoky eyes, let alone judging me for milk duds as well. It's it's he does love a good milk. I feel like you're judging me for not eating candy for so long. No, what's no. wrong with you, Randy? No. We all saw that photo you posted on Instagram. You you keep going and just not eating that candy. You saw that photo. Good. It's a poster on the wall now in the room. <laughs> it's inspiration I, it's, in the gym. Yeah, it's my inspiration. Because <laughs> that one day, uh, one day when I grow up, I'll be like Randy. Yeah. Like at the end of the day, the most important thing. I believe is really tuning into your body to understand Mm -hmm. what works for you and what doesn't, because some people eating a lot of candy and whatever, maybe it works for them. I'm not here to say that it doesn't, but I think when you start to ask questions and go, how do I feel from that? Sharna, you were talking about, um, energy attention. Mm Mm-hmm that's something that a lot of people just don't we're running so fast all the time that it's hard to slow down enough to pay attention and go how is my attention right now after i ate that giant piece of cake is yeah, it harder right. to sit still is my energy level lower am i more impatient do i feel a little bit more anxious a lot of times people just aren't thinking about that cuz they're so mired attention. in what they're doing day in and day out yeah I get it. Wow, what a conversation. I love this conversation. We have much to discuss when it comes to all the foods and things. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I actually wanted to take our attention to something else for a little second. This week was a really big week and we lost an incredible influence, uh, I think, on all of our lives. I think he was, to quote uh, many Instagram posts, a friend to many, Matthew Perry, suddenly passed away this week. And it, it was one of those that when I saw it come up, it was like a... Like a, really like a punch took, in the face or a punch in the yeah. gut. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, I just paused looking at the the news headline, and I just I couldn't believe it. It's like I felt like I had personally lost him too. You know, yeah. watching Friends was I can quote my, most of the episodes. It was one of my favorite shows, still is. Yeah, uh, and I was so rooting for him and his sobriety and his book that had come out, and hoping that you know we'd see the return of him and. Um, it really, it really breaks my heart, and you can see how many were affected by him. He was a huge influence on so many, you know. Yeah, I've only met him a few times in life. Uh, I haven't spent a lot of time with him. I didn't really get to know him well, but um, I never heard anything but amazing things about him. I, he was, he was, he seemed to be loved by everyone. He'll be missed immensely by by a ton of people. Yeah. Which is it, it? It's hard when you lose when you lose someone who publicly struggled the way he did, but was so influential in mm. really trying to affect positive change for people and do much like what we do here to share his story and and inspire people and and help people realize that they're not alone in their struggles it was an amazing thing, and so it's. It's hard then to see, to me, the effects of what what addiction can cause. It seems like the negative effects that drugs and alcohol can have on your body, there, there are some points where you've done honestly so much damage with the body that it is really just struggling to hold on and maintain. Mm-hmm. And even though you get out of the emotional space and the head space of that addiction, the the body is still left uh, left with what, what damage you've caused and what you've done. And uh, some people can get out of it soon enough to reverse those things. And then some people, it just, it wreaks havoc on, on the body it seems. And, you know, I only know Matthew's story as far as what he shared, but he was, he was saying at one point he was doing uh, what, 40 pills a day. Uh, he, I mean, he was, I cannot imagine the, the toll that you are taking on your body in living that way daily for years. The, the health issues that would come from a life like that. It's devastating with his loss, but I mean, that is, that is a lot for a body to handle. It is. He, he was deep in the struggle. I did not read his book. I had people writing me, telling me that they were reading his book, read his book and got a lot out of it. And also 
I think for people who don't go through addiction and really struggle with it, it was probably shocking to hear some of the stories. I mean, hearing 40 pills sounds insane, yeah. right? Much less some of the other things that he was doing for prolonged periods yeah. of time. I haven't looked in the last day or two. Was there any more information? No, toxicology hasn't. Uh, they they say t- sometimes that can take you know week, week and a half to... Uh, to get results from. So I'm sure they're taking their time with all of it. Um, it is, they're absolute facts that I'm sure people want to know and, and will mean a lot to the story. So I, I would hope that they would be taking their time and doing as thorough investigation into that as possible. Yeah, I'm sure they are. And that's an interesting point. You know, the, the facts are so important. Really, it doesn't change the outcome no. at all. But why are the facts so important? Mm, I was going to say, and, and do we, do we have a right to them or is it just his family and friends that have a right to them? You know, we feel like, I feel like I know him because of watching him, you know, Chandler being and being such a fan of his. Matthew is very, from, from what I ever saw, he was very outspoken in trying to really help people with addiction. And it seems like those are facts that he would absolutely want to share just for people to get as much out of his life and his time here and his existence as possible. Um, I don't, I don't know if that's, if, if that is necessarily or should be the case for everyone, but it seems rather fitting for him. Again, I don't know for, I wasn't friends with him. Uh, I, you know, I, that is something honestly that I think his family and his closest friends, um, could answer the best, but from what I gathered, I would assume that that is absolute information that he, that he would want out there. And that is something that can really help people because him, Chandler, the character, you know, he was so beloved. That show was such a huge sensation. And like you said, Sharna, people really felt like he was in their him. living room. They were, mm-hmm. they were, you know, he was the next door neighbor. That's they what spent years with him. Yeah. I, I know someone who every time they get sick, they sit and uh, binge friends and it makes them feel better. So I think this is yeah. something that can absolutely help people if they understand uh, what the cause was to see maybe the damage that was left to the body. If that were, was the case, if it were uh, any sort of substance, for people to think twice, oh my gosh, if it happened to that person, just being in the jacuzzi or taking that substance, it might make them think twice or think of uh, doing something different. And if that can help, then you know, I think it, it might be important to find out. Yeah. Mm. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robey, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. Mother's Day is right around the corner, and in true She Pivots fashion, we're highlighting moms who've dedicated their lives and their pivots to supporting mothers. The iconic Christy Turlington will join us to talk about launching Every Mother Counts after pivoting from her 90s supermodel days. And later, the co-CEOs of Baby to Baby will share how they're addressing the needs for millions of babies and moms. So tune in and subscribe to She Pivots. New episodes out every Wednesday. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So should we get into some questions? I think we should. We have a couple I think we here. should, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. why not? Okay. First of all, what an amazing, amazing episode that was. Again, Savannah was fantastic. She was fantastic for what she's had to deal with in her life and her family. Gosh, she has so stepped up and been just an incredible influence and, and an incredible parent and, and force within the situation that she's in. I, I have so much respect for for her and and what she's had to do and has done and has the responsibility that she has to me taken on wholeheartedly i mean she's as much as there are times when it seems like it's tough for her understandably uh she just continues to push through it all and 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 be there it's amazing yeah she was a super impressive woman i guess maybe this is the first question is is a good one, and maybe you can answer it first. After speaking with Savannah, what were you the most shocked about? Was there anything that you didn't know? There wasn't anything shocking for me, uh, and, and there wasn't anything that I didn't know. We had so connected when we were in New Zealand doing special forces. We had really dug into sort of her life and what she was presently dealing with. Um, I knew I learned quickly about her passion for jails and and for uh, incarcerated people and for and for uh, finding better better living conditions and 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 making it a much more humane um, situation for them. So there there wasn't a lot that um, that I learned or was shocked about as much as she's just so inspiring. I, when she was speaking. When when I first met her, I was so inspired and I was so intrigued by the fact that she, like I just said, she had taken on so much. I mean, what a what a crazy situation. I've never in my life met someone dealing with as much as she's dealing with. I was shocked at her age. Yeah. I did not realize in just like having bullet points of her story and what she's been experiencing and all the things. I was like, oh my gosh, she is a 26-year-old woman still figuring it out. If I think about me at 26 years old, it's like... <laughs> 
the responsibility that she has upon herself right now and is stepping up to is absolutely incredible. What about for you, Randy? What was the most shocking uh, for you or or anything that you didn't know about with her? I, I mean, honestly, tons that you didn't know about <laughs> as far as she's concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I was, because I don't always watch so much uh, media. I don't watch a lot of reality TV. I wasn't familiar with her until, you know, you were on special forces. Right. I kept circling back to her age as I was thinking mm -hmm. about the episode and how she takes unexpected things in her life and assimilates them and digests it and then pushes it out in the world in the way that she wants. I think to me, that was most inspiring to hear. Um, of course, you know, the, what touched me was when she was a teenager, uh, being 15, which is such an awkward time anyway, as a teenager, having yeah. cameras on you, yeah. which I'm sure, you know, at that point, it's like, okay, the family's doing this. I'm a part of the family. Right. I'll go along right. with it. Yeah. Having to live with cameras on you because that is insanity in and of itself. Yeah. For, pe for people that don't know, reality television, having cameras around is, uh, it, I... <laughs> I, so special forces is honestly, for me was the only time I've done anything anywhere close to that. And it was amazing then watching back episodes and seeing how they were edited and how the, the story was told, uh, mm -hmm. compared to what the situation was like. And I remember we were, we had a screening, um, or we were watching an episode at Kelly's house and Jack Osborne was there. And I remember saying to him at one point, I was like, Oh, that's not, but, you know, they completely used out of context what I had said in this interview in, in an episode. And he was like, oh, yeah, they'll use any of it. And I had that realization of like, oh, he has been doing reality television since he was little, camera, since he was little. And it was the same. It was the same thing. When I first met Savannah, I, I don't watch reality television at all anyway, uh, either. So I, I had no idea who she was, but I remember as soon as she had said something about um, her parents that I had heard that story before, possibly just on like my news feed, just on my phone. Mm -hmm. um, so then it all sort of clicked and made sense. And then for me, it was just intriguing. It was like, God, because I don't watch the show, I what happened? Like, how did this happen? What and, and her her story in that as you saw, so just so incredible. I, it, it's what she went through on camera in, in dealing with all of that is I, I couldn't imagine it at 15 years old, it beginning that way. And dealing with trauma. Cause if you notice, she brought up trauma a few different times. Of course mm -hmm. I wanted to go deeper, but we, we <laughs> didn't get a chance to. Randy but, was itching. Yeah. I was, was like, itchy. well, I would like to understand what that trauma was because look, it's not just to get the juicy gossip. It's so that people can relate. It's so yeah. that people can hear themselves, see themselves in a, a small way or a larger way in someone else's story and go, oh, I'm dealing with that. Okay. She was able to come through that, maybe still working on it, but look at all the things that she's creating. I yeah. can do that too. So, you know, yeah. that is the through line that makes me want to go deeper with people. Um, and yeah, like I said, just how she 
can go through that time of being, you know, a teenager going through that show, having all of this going on in the background, all the the financial issues that were happening, still keeping the facade to the public that everything's okay and let's be funny and entertaining on this show while inside dealing with all of this. And then her parents going to prison, you know, fighting the system and all that goes along with that. And now uh, being a part of helping bring awareness to the prison system and, you know, some lack there while having the responsibility of caring for her siblings. I mean, that's yeah, it's huge. That's a full plate. That's a Thanksgiving dinner right there. Yeah, it is. She's an impressive woman. Let's go to Amy. Let's do it. I am currently struggling with my health. Do you have any advice on how to thrive during a time you feel very defeated? There is always hope, but still lots of feelings of failure, guilt, and frustration. So I would say failure, guilt, and... Frustration, I understand. Frustration b- because uh, there's there's fear that comes with health things, or at least there there were for me, I, and I would assume um, across the board, fear is a big one for people. So I think frustration comes out of that failure and guilt. Um, I there there's sort of wasted emotions within. Uh, to me within uh, dealing with, with health issues and, and trying to move through them. Um, to me, keeping the most positive attitude you can uh, is, is invaluable. Uh, I mean, what you're dealing with in any sort of health situation is, is scary. Um, it's exhausting. It's uh there's, there's always that feeling of like, you know, I could, could I possibly relapse if I do something, but like what, what's really going on? How did this start? What caused this? Uh, what am I doing in my daily life that could be keeping me in this? There are a lot of questions that way. Um, guilt and failure. I don't think, um, I don't think add anything positive to that fight. I mean, I think they're, I, I think they're too, I I feel like they're two sort of emotions. They're not real. They're not really emotions. Uh, there's there's stuff going on underneath it. There there's fear and there's there's sadness and there's all of that. So I would I would focus on getting to the root of those things, so then you can work through them and be as uh, be as strong and positive as you can while you're while you're fighting. Yeah. When Amy said how to thrive during a time when you feel defeated. I think those are a bit in conflict. I think yeah. it's hard to thrive when you are feeling defeated. So maybe you have to feel one and then flip the coin and move mm-hmm. over. I don't think that defeat necessarily brings anything that worthwhile other than, you know, take out defeat and put acceptance of what it, oh, I, I tried this thing. It didn't work. Defeat is, defeat is calling an end to something. It's defeat almost is like putting an end. It's giving a surrender up. flag, right? It's like, it's, it's like waving a white flag and going, I'm done. I, you know, right. I quit. And, and that is, that's counter to what it is. You, you want, you want to be fighting for your health. You want to be fighting mm-hmm. to get through what it is you're going through. I feel hope for Amy actually, because she yeah. wrote in here, there is always hope. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah. even in what she's saying, it's kind of like, I'm feeling hopeful, but I also feel defeated, but I, I, I want to thrive. So I think, Amy, you might be going back and forth and vacillating between all of these things, which is totally normal. What I would say is sort of like a dance. If you start to feel, you know, failure and guilt and frustration, all of those are normal. I can't say bypass that, bypass that and not feel that, but maybe give yourself a time to allow yourself space to feel what you feel, but cap it, hmm. cap it. Because these feelings, you don't want to sit in failure, defeat for days. It's going to be much harder to pull yourself up out of that and thrive. Give yourself 10 minutes. Give yourself two hours. Give yourself a half day. Feel it and then set a course. Okay, now I'm going to flip the coin. I'm going to move toward thriving. And how so ta- do I So do taking that? control of it uh, and and having having that be the control that you have within the situation controlling like you said capping and just allowing yourself certain amounts of time to do things instead of just living in these feelings yeah that's sharna it's brilliant i yeah i agree with you randy i think for me one of the lessons that i learned in um and getting through some of my really hard times and and they didn't have to do with my health but they did have to do with my mental health so it is it is a little different here i would say um the the biggest, the hardest, and yet the simplest lesson that I learned is that everything is a choice. Now, your, what your health can, uh, situation is, I'm not saying is your choice, but it was my choice when I was going through my mental health journey of how I chose to approach it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that it was as simple as I could choose to not sit wallow in it, but to find something else to do to not so much hack my brain, but to change my energy, to change my focus, to change my perspective. Change it was what my you can. choice to do that. Change what I can, work on what I can control, work on finding things that do feel good instead of sitting in the things that don't feel good. And when you generate that feeling of feeling good, you attract more and more of it to you. And that good feeling, that higher frequency will to continue to work for you and hopefully positively affect your health at the same time. Because health is is deeply affected by our emotions. And when they stay negative and they stay dark, they sent they tend to be this incredible breeding ground for any mm-hmm. disease. And it can right. help it live and and let the disease thrive and spread as opposed to clearing yourself of what you can of that negative emotion and energy, this defeat and failure and guilt you're feeling. Find those things that feel good, that that release those bad feelings, let go of what does not serve you and fill yourself with the things that do feel good. Now, whether that is treating yourself to something, going, even though I don't don't feel great today. I'm going to go see a movie that's going to make me laugh or whatever it is. Start with little things and then get bigger with them. And then eventually you will generate more and more and more of that good feeling. And then you'll suddenly be like, huh, this was a good week. I've felt good. I haven't worried so much about the other things going on. I think they're still going on, but they're not controlling me so much. I feel like I'm in control of them. And that pattern will hopefully positively affect your health concerns and that you see your life as a whole head in a more positive direction. Absolutely. See, Randy, milk duds sometimes <laughs> are a positive. Sometimes are 
absolutely a positive yes. in the right condition. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see how I brought that back? Yeah. I see. Well done, baby. Um, uh, Lisa had a great, a great comment. She just said, if I was her parent, um, I'd be so proud of my child and thankful as parents. How would you guys react if your child took responsibility and handled the situation the way Savannah did? I, uh, first of all, yeah, yes, Lisa, absolutely. Um, I, the way, the way she's handled everything has been incredible. And I would be so proud of my child for doing the same thing. Um, if, if my child took responsibility and handled the situation the way Savannah did, that is, you'd be proud. We can all, we can all hope. Right. <laughs> I mean, that's, I uh, think we would all be incredibly proud. I think her parents incredibly are incredibly proud. proud. I think anyone that knows her will be incredibly proud. And I think yeah. that those kids that she's now raising will also, when they're older, be grateful and proud of her. It's, it's, um, it's amazing to listen to her outlook on life regardless of what she's been through and heck i just met her and i'm proud of her you know what i mean so i think if yeah. it was my own kid I, I i think proud would be enough of a word to describe the feeling it takes courage to live and grow in front of other people i think sometimes that can be forgotten like we talked about to live publicly, to put yourself out there, to say, well, now I'm going to fight for what I believe in and take a stand and do that. And to be imperfect and say, look, I am imperfect. I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm evolving in front of people is really difficult to do. It's like stepping out of the house naked and being like, hey, here I am. Mm -hmm. So anytime someone does that, I am not only inspired, but I am proud, even if I may not know Savannah well, I'm proud for her that she's able to do that because there was one point that she was living fairly inauthentically when she was shooting that show. She shared that there were parts of Definitely. Uh, the her life that you know she she tried to commit suicide right i mean she was mm -hmm. it got pretty dark for her so the fact that she could do this and then my mind was blown by the way when she said we have a production company i'm going to put out another show i was i, I thought oh are you right. are, are you sure right. and she said yes you but really thought this through right she said yeah. this is the first reality show that i'm yeah. gonna do meaning yeah. she's gonna try and make it as real to her as possible hey Kudos to her for that. It's great. Yeah, I love that. Um, we have a great question from someone that reached out to me on my Instagram, actually, that I wanted to pop into this episode, if that's okay with you guys, from, I don't know if she wants to remain anonymous, so I will not say the name, but do you have advice for a 30-something that is miserable in their current career and wants to switch? Yes. <laughs> Randy says, yes, yes, I have advice. <laughs> yeah. Switch. Yeah, do it. Take take the step. That's daunting. Okay, that's daunting though, right? If you are, and I agree, then it's yes, scary as hell. Should Absolutely, yeah. That it's... is the harder thing to do, the scarier thing to do. But it's also, if you think about it, you're a thirty something. You could have She's seventy miserable. years left of your life, and you're miserable you're using the words miserable. Yeah. yeah, I think the only option is to head into change and to figure out what that looks like for you, and and look at um your opportunities and your options at this point to, again, like I said earlier, find the things that feel good and go after those. Randy. Yeah. yeah. 
I, I was being blunt here because um absolutely, Sharna. Yeah, yes, it's 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 daunting, it can be scary. Um but also sometimes we overcomplicate it because of the weight that we put on it. What, what if I fail? What if, you know, I don't get another job? All these what ifs. When someone says I'm miserable, it means that their quality of life is lower. Mm -hmm. It means that they don't have that aliveness, that spark. Growth and, is uh, scary, right? The right? Growth, growth is, is it, it's change is scary. It's the, it's but the growth unknown. Requires change. Yeah, like it's it's mm -hmm. putting yourself exactly. out there and putting yourself in scary situations where you see the results of something that you've never seen before, and and those can become a catalyst for great things. But if you don't put yourself out there and do that, then uh, then you just kind of sit in in the space that you already know. And God, miser miserable is the perfect word for that. Yes, I, I to me there to me there there seems nothing more miserable in life than just being stagnant, just finding a space to be in and just staying there and not trying anything new. Oh, that is that is. Yeah, I think if I could say anything that's a strong statement to you, it's that you've. You now have, you know, know that I just said all that stuff about it being a choice. You are either going to choose to continue to be miserable or choose to change it. Those yes. right there are your two options. And I know what one I would choose. Yes. And, and by the way, I have, I've seen this, worked with many people who are kind of miserable in their current state, mm. but their misery in that job gets them to perhaps do more self-work. What is it that I need? What is it that I need to explore? Why am I frozen? Why can't I make that change? And that is the catalyst that gets them to actually explore something about themselves that then leads them into different trajectory. Hmm. So I would say if it's too hard to change or that feels daunting, then find a way to work on the misery that you're feeling and something new will come. Whether it's mm -hmm. changing your job, whether it's something that you want to change about yourself, whether you know they kind of lead to each other, it's doing something different in some capacity than what's happening right now. I love that. You and and they say what you have to you have to close doors sometimes for to allow space for new doors to open. And that is that's terrifying, but it's uh, if you want to, to me, if I want to feel like I'm accomplishing things, then I, I have to be willing to do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how, I don't know where, I don't know what. God, if you show me, God, if you tell me, God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. Thank you for taking the light, and you're going to shine it all over the world, and it makes me really happy. I never imagined that I would get the chance to carry this honor and help be a part of this legacy. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and challenge all-star. And speaking of all-stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have another question here from Brianna. How do you navigate through the negative comments about parenting? It gets so old. It gets so old. But I tell you this, this all the time. It's they only have they only have as much power as you give them. The comments. Right. It's true. They're, they're not they're not the people right. in your life that are next to you. And they're not the people that you see every day. They're not people who you even know whether you'd respect their opinion or not. Mm-hmm. They are faceless most of the time, nameless. Um, if we're talking about it being online, because it, you say negative comments, I'm assuming this is an online thing. Right. But yeah, they only have the power that you give them. Every every situation is unique too, right? Every parenting situation is unique. I mean, that is, so it's to make a comment to another parent, you know, oh, you should do it this way. It's like, well, if that's what that works for you, fantastic. For me, it's you know, my like the candy in the switch, which, you know, it's like, whatever works your world, you know, I'm not trying to make choices for your children. I'm making choices (sighs) for mine. You know, there's (laughs) back off. Like I'm not in your home telling you what to do with your kids. Um, but you know, that's also the nature of sharing things online. You are going to have a positive and negative response. I don't know anything that can come out and have a hundred percent positive response. I don't, I would right. love to see a post like that. Uh, there's always someone trying to rock the boat. Well, I think, I think Randy's uh, photos might get a hundred percent positive response. <laughs> you know what? Actually that might, that might be it. That, I think that's yeah. true. I think yeah, that's yeah. the only thing I've seen with a hundred percent positive response. <laughs> there was very yeah. little negativity on there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. interesting. Very little. Enough, I'd imagine there was none. Interestingly yeah. enough, 
I, I'm sure this isn't the case, you know, for everyone who's listened, but I did a poll on Instagram and I said, have you listened to Oldish yet? What do you think? Will you comment below? And it was like 99% positive. I mean, mm. people were really, really positive about it and sharing what they get out of it, what episodes were their favorite, that they always get some sort of tidbit. And I so appreciate all of you who took the time to answer that because it helps us. By the way, if there's something that you don't like, that also helps us too. So I am not totally. opposed to something that doesn't go along with what yeah, we're we don't, asking. We don't want just like positive comments. We, we honestly want like any information that you have, any thoughts, yeah. any feed, because we, we, we can take something away from all of that. We are, uh, we're not precious in what it is we do and feel like it is the absolute best and we couldn't do anything. Well, yeah, because we want to create something that matters and helps, you yes. know? So to do that, we need your feedback on, you know, both the positive and negative on what works and doesn't work. We're, we're figuring this out as we go, but to hear that it was 99% positive, Randy, that's awesome. It was positive. Out of curiosity, was, what was the yeah. 1%? I have to go back and look because I don't focus on that. So yeah, exactly. They I would also home. like to issue Best a challenge response. to Randy that you find negative comments about the picture of yourself that you posted and send those to us because I question <laughs> you know, whether they I actually existed them. or not. <laughs> I so don't that, think there was. I don't situation. believe they exist. Yeah. I don't think there were many. <laughs> oh, but you, it's funny because you, you you spoke differently about it before. <laughs> okay, we have Next one. Question. We have, this is, yeah, this we is have one question. more question. I'm yeah, going to save is, you out of this, Randy. This is uh, <laughs> Melissa. Um, am I wrong for keeping my sister-in-law away from our kids due to her having addictions and her husband? Uh, and her husband having addictions as well? I'm not sure. I, I'm, I feel like we're missing a little bit on that question. But Maybe uh, her that. sister and her husband. Yeah, oh, her okay. sister-in-law and her husband, I think which that means her brother. I'm not sure. Um, but I would say, no, you are not wrong. I mean, my personal opinion, it depends on also what it is on maybe how how deep you go with the keeping them away from them. Certainly drugs, I would keep you away, my kids away from. I mean, would you would you keep them away from with. that person though? Uh, if depends that on what it is struggling, it does. It, it's yeah. you know, and how how that struggle is going. Like, I don't want to crucify anyone for having an addiction when they are actively like working through it and doing their absolute best with it and monitoring, you know, case by case basis on what that situation is and what visiting them looks like. Yeah, I would say it's important if the addictions could pose any sort of risk to mm -hmm. your children, then that is something. But if if they don't, and it's more just something that someone is dealing with, then again, you know, on a case by case basis. But I think that is that's definitely a question that I would ask myself or or look at the whole situation. I think, okay, is this something that could negatively affect my children having them around and if that's the case then then it's something to to absolutely deal with yeah i think when kids are involved that's first priority yeah. right because kids can't always advocate for themselves and you get to look at is this going to negatively affect my kids is there any danger um the question this this is what's hard sometimes about not having someone live to ask questions is a there's not enough information but b the nature of the question am i wrong it sounds like uh, melissa you already have an idea 
of what you want to do, but you want the the permission or the validation. And I think if you already have that idea that you know you might want to keep away that is really something to look into why do you want to do that what are you afraid of what are you really protecting your children and family from and if there are real reasons there and you feel it in your gut and you feel it in your heart then what i would say is find your boundary find a personal boundary that you know you're not going to have them around if and fill in the blank of what that if is if they're using if they're drinking if they're i don't know you know uh not coherent whatever it is mm -hmm. and you can state that boundary and you know where your line is not so much for them but for you so you don't end up letting someone cross the boundary because you didn't know that it was there yeah, absolutely. That's great. To finish it off, we have an amazing comment about last episode. I was just going to say the same thing. Yeah. Go you want to read it, baby? Please. Go no, for no, it. No, you, you do it. This is, uh, this is if Savannah, if you happen to be listening, this is, uh, someone commenting to you, baby, you, you take it. Cause you're, you're this is from also, I love, I love whoever you are, your name, banana. Right. Banana I wanted to read that. Banana. banana. Go for it, Randy. Just say but, it three say times. It it's fun. Ready? Just say it three times. Banana Nana 49, Banana Nana 49, Banana Nana 49, Banana, but you know, it's my Aussie accent. Banana. I think she means Banana Nana and <laughs> where it rhymes, but I, I butcher it because of my Australian accent. Um, but okay. So this is an amazing comment and I honestly felt the same. I, I resonate with this. This resonates with me. Holy heck. I did not know who this girl was and I never heard of her in my defense. I'm 73 years old. I've shared this episode with so many people. I just don't even have the words to tell you how amazed I was at Savannah. She needs to have her voice put out there even more to make a difference. I am just blown away. I totally agree with that. I feel the exact same way. She's an incredible woman. I, I hope she, she gets her message out there. Yeah. Yeah. And so happy that we had her on the show and uh, the guests that we're having. I don't know if you feel this way too, but it's really fun to be able to do more of a deep dive into their lives and find what makes someone tick, find what leads them to the current place that they're in, mm -hmm. where they are going in the future. And really for our audience, making it as relatable as possible so people can walk away feeling that they have something or heard something that is tangible for them in their lives to use mm -hmm. and move forward. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it was a great, she was a great guest. That was a good time. We have another great guest coming up too, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, oh, we do. I don't know if we're announcing it. No, we'll, we'll, no, no. Let's, right now? let's save it. All it's right, it's right. an amazing surprise. Um, all right. All right. It's really, really cool. Yeah. I can't wait for it. Very cool. Well, thank you, everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Once again, reaching out to us, honestly, with anything, with any sort of comments or questions or concerns or thoughts. We love all of that. We absolutely read through everything that comes in. We absolutely take your notes and try and incorporate them and make them a part of what it is we do because we honestly, as we've said before, we do this for you. We do this show for listeners, not just to hear ourselves speak, but to hopefully speak about things in a way where anybody that's listening can get some positive thoughts or, or techniques or things to try or do 
or or can just sit back and go, okay, I'm, again, I'm not alone in what it is I'm going through. These are people that either I listen to these three or the guests that they have on. Uh, I, I can I can relate to them. Their story is so similar. There are things that that I can absolutely take away from this. So we we thank you all for listening, for sticking with us for an hour hour or so every episode. It's amazing. We love having you guys follow us. And build with us and create and this yes. together. So let's keep building. We'll make it better and better. Give us your feedback and let us know. And we're going to create something really cool ongoing. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging with us, guys. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Yes, you guys are amazing. Make sure you guys go and follow us on Instagram at, at oldishpod. And you can also go and leave us a message at our own hotline, which is 855-OLDISH-3. Make sure and write us a review. Leave us five stars if you loved it. Leave us five stars if you didn't. We it love helps. five stars. <laughs> we love five stars. Yeah. We like five stars. Time. Yeah. See you all next right. week. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you next week, everyone. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and in the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 